Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change, to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, listeners, welcome to another mashup this week, and uh, it's going to be great to be with you and bringing you two wonderful guests uh, in this actual episode. And of course, a mashup is whereby we bring different snippets of the different episodes into one and then call that a mashup, and then uh, it's to help you understand what's available or what is on some of the, um, well, what's been shared by some of the guests on the different episodes. And then if you're wanting to know more, go back to those episodes and have a listen. All right, let's get in to see who this this week's guests are on the mashup. It's 287 from episode 287, Marcus Glowaz. And uh, Marcus's uh, episode title is called um, Informed Leadership. And uh, you'll hear his accent, um, but also uh, what he shares in relation to project management and so forth, and, and a great guy. So that's Marcus Glovas. And then uh, episode 291, uh, we have Ashley Wilson, and um, she is in the world of elevators and repairing elevators and maintaining elevators. And uh, as a female, she talks about what it's like for her to be in that industry. The title of the episode is Being Great Leaders helps the world. All right, let's just sit back and listen and enjoy the mashup. Who's your favorite leader and why? Uh, that's an interesting question because I actually don't have any specific person in mind, uh, someone that I could name, nor do I think that something like a favorite leader or favorite leadership person exists or should exist, right? I mean, having a favorite leader that, that kind of implies like, uh, I want to or would want to imitate that person, right? Or adopt some characteristics of that person. So I, I, I can get inspired from different famous people, of course, uh, but I don't think I have like a favorite leader. You know, leadership in my view is something that everyone practices in a way and it's very unique to one's personality. So like prominent leaders like I don't know, like, like Barack Obama or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos from Amazon, right? They're seen as great leaders generally, right? Because, but I think that they follow their unique and authentic style. And that's, that's what makes them so prominent in terms of their leadership. And, and that's why I rather would say that my favorite leader is myself. You know, I have my style of obviously I, I learn as, as I go, right? But I have my precise, my unique style and my unique yeah, leadership at the end. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, thank you for that. And leadership has changed the name of this show. That's the title. When I say the title or that statement, what does that mean for you? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you look at this, I mean, traditionally, leaders are building on their experience and their skills, right, to drive them and inspire people uh, to, in the end, yeah, trigger performance and change, right? But also leaders 
um, they used to be linked uh, primarily to, as I said before, to the position or the role they have in organization. So you kind of were able to just look at the organizational hierarchy and, and you knew exactly who should be considered a leader and the rest were kind of like followers. Right. And today's leadership structures, they, they are not that hierarchical anymore. You know, while it, of course, people at the top of the organization, they should have the characteristics of, of a leader and, and, you know, all these different characteristics that we are familiar with. But as I mentioned before, there are now leaders at almost any level. And even if they haven't been given that, that fancy title or rank. So it means one must to really distinguish leadership from authority. So you can be a leader without authority nowadays, right? But, you know, when it comes to how the characteristics of leadership have changed, so coming back to your question or how that's actually changing, I think we we must also acknowledge that today's world became much more dynamic and more disruptive, definitely way more than ever before. And that trend will obviously continue. And those aspects actually have an impact on how leadership is being carried out. So there's there's frequent change, right? The message changes constantly. And we have seen that, especially with COVID-19, right, with the pandemic. So what was valid yesterday, that might become obsolete the next day, right? Uh, so it's... Uh, so it's it's very fast, right? And it has an impact on decision-making and judgment, etc. So leaders have to become more flexible and may change directions much faster than, than, than they used to do that, right? And that's based obviously on changed conditions. But, and that uh, before might have been, has been seen as like, uh, oh, that person has like constantly changed mind or doesn't know or it's inconsistent, et cetera. But that's actually the normal today. You know, everything is changing much faster. So it also means that leaders need to have a different relationship to failure in the end. So coming back to, you know, projects and we know that projects are failing a lot, right? But it also has some impact on, on leadership and uh, how actually leaders behave or their behaviors, right? We have to, as leaders, we have to admit also our mistakes and be more transparent and truthful because, again, there, there's a data-driven world out today, right? I mean, you find everything on the internet. Uh, you know, organizations, they cannot lie anymore. They cannot hide anything anymore because it's all transparent. It's all out there. It's the same for, for leaders and organizations. You have to be more transparent and truthful because otherwise, anyway, it gets discovered in a data-driven world. Obviously not directly on social media, but, I mean, uh, that's a data-driven world also inside organizations. But primarily, it's it's also to inspire and lead by example, right? So when leadership is more open and also open to failure and being more transparent on, or oh, I have done a mistake, I'm wrong here, and I learn actually from from other people, then then this inspires people also and adopt the same practices. So it, someone needs to allow to be challenged and as I said, to, to listen to people and listen to information and also external sources like data. That's, you know, that's a link to data analytics and AI, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're good points, very good points. And I like what you're saying about leaders needing to be more flexible, but then also having a different relationship with failure and being open to failure. I like that because, A, if they're more open to it, then they're going to take more risks and go out there, but also they're going to move faster rather than being procrastinating. But then, they're not going to get things right. And then, of course, as you said, they need to be a little bit more transparent, own the, own the problem, get it sorted and move on, which I think is really, really important. Ashley, I've got a question here for you now. This person could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? My stepdad, for sure. Um, mm. And I think it's in the way that I've watched him evolve 
over the past 10 years. And being a white man in the elevator industry that's operated the same way for a very long time, um, and the leadership is, you know, a very dominant, very hierarchical, and to watch him realize and see how much more his team trusted him when he spoke to them in different ways or when he expanded his worldview or when, and, and the shifts that he made over the last 10 years. And he's always had some of the most loyal people, but him growing as a human and watching how that changed his team was just some of the coolest thing I've ever witnessed. And that one of his um, employees was having a hard time being efficient and, and getting his job done. And so my stepdad said, okay, I'm going to do your job for a week. We're going to forward all your emails to me. And the only way for me to understand what the problem is, is for me to get all of your calls and all of your emails. I had never in my life heard of a leader saying, I'm going to truly put myself in your shoes for an entire week so we can figure out what's going on. Because mm. it would have been so easy to say, you're not good enough. You're not doing your job. But he knew that this person was truly tying and trying and there was some disconnect there that he couldn't figure out from the outside. And so he did it, right? He put his email on vacation and then transferred all of this guy's calls and emails to himself so that he could dig in and figure out what was going on. And, and it was things like that that just, wow, we can change our approach to leadership in a way that when we work for our people versus our people working for us, the shift that happens in your organization and your culture is visceral. Mm -hmm. I've just got goosebumps by you just saying that. I think that's um, it's it's really magic to see it happening, right? And it's, it's a beautiful thing when it does happen. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just about the fact that from a generational perspective, right, a lot of organizations today have different generations working together. And for sometimes that's that can be a little bit difficult. And just to hear from both side, from from what you know you're given as an example from your stepdad, but also from your your own perspective too, that's really really good to see and hear, uh, which is good. The title of the show is called Leadership Is Changing, and when I say that title, that statement, what does that mean for you? My first thought is thank goodness. <laughs> I'm here for it. I want to be a part of it. Um, it makes me so happy to, to see it and to see people change. And it makes me happy for the folks that were standing alone for so long that are finally getting validation in, in the areas of like heart centered leadership, right? That it's like, oh, emotions need to stay out of business. And then we're like, wait, actually, when we talk about emotions, we do better. <laughs> Teams do better. Our employees feel better. Wait, hold on. Um, so I just fully support it and embrace it. Yeah, it's good. And embracing is one of those things as well. I mean, supporting is one thing, but actually embracing it and helping going through it yourself, but then helping others as well is important. You and I are living in, in everyone in the world and our listeners right now are living in a world that's getting faster all the time. And it's been faster, it's getting faster. And we're seeing a very fast paced, ever changing world. Change fast in the sense of data, social technology, business. Um, what do you think makes a leader successful today in that fast-paced, ever-changing world? First thing we touched on earlier was being curious. Yep. 
I think that we, we need to remain curious and open. Um, and then we need to do some introspection, mm -hmm. which I think is, can be really hard, especially in that fast paced world, um, to own your, I don't know when you don't have an answer and be able to say, I need to pause and I need to think about why, let me speak for me personally. If I'm defensive, if someone says something to me and I'm immediately like, no, it's not right. And I immediately get defensive. There's generally some work there that I need to do and being able to, to know our cues and know the way we act when we are uncomfortable and listen to that internal dialogue that's telling us we don't have enough information. I'm being stubborn and then take that back and be able to digest it and figure out why and then make the changes necessary even when it punches you in the ego. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it will punch you and it hurts. Um, it will but punch you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Um, but um, it, it does hurt, but then it's about what you do with it, right? And that's that's what you've been talking about. So, And once again, the word curious comes up again. Remain curious, but be open to it as well. Um, I, I love that word. I think it's a, it's a word that I sort of like to keep going back to because I think that's something that we need to be learning and growing all the time. And I think even thinking about your stepdad as well, right, he started becoming even more curious around how the people work and how things and teamwork. That's good. There you go, listeners. I don't think you could uh, think about that. Organisations are still struggling with Agile, even though it's been around about 20 years, and how some of them are still finding hard to transition using Agile. Um, so thank you, Marcus, uh, for what he was sharing and that uh, sort of uh, the pieces that we bought from his episode, episode 287, Informed Leadership. And of course, uh, Ashley Wilson shared about her experiences, a little bit about uh, being in the industry as a young female in the elevator business and what it's like for her and how she's disrupting that uh, kind of industry and about her favourite lead, of course, her stepdad. And it was just great to hear, hear her share those different things. Um, and the thing here, uh, team, is that I'm really going to encourage you to go back to those two different episodes. And um, I'm hearing from various people, listeners, who are saying they're loving the mashups because it's, uh, you know, they never heard about this, uh, this, this interview or the sense of they, they probably missed it or there's just so many episodes, of course. And they're going back to listen to them because it's whetting their appetite and they're underway. So that's all good news. Hey, have an awesome rest of the week ahead. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 